Blog Talk Radio.
who works collaboratively with city council and with the broader community, residents, civic organizations, faith leaders, and local small businesses. So I'm excited about the, the work we have ahead of us together and look forward to working with the entire community to make sure that we're improving the quality of life for everyone here in the city. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So, Tim, so talk to us briefly about, uh, you know, just some ways that you plan to uh, impact the economy here in the city of Pontiac. As we bring investment and jobs here to, to Pontiac, we've got to do a much better job of making sure more Pontiac residents get those jobs. You know, we've seen some bright spots in terms of investment with United Wholesale Mortgage and Amazon, but we're seeing far, far too few Pontiac residents actually get hired in at these places. Uh, and my plan is, is pretty simple and straightforward. We've got to do more when it comes to job training and apprenticeship opportunities beginning in high school. Uh, but for people of all ages, we've got to do a lot more when it comes to job placement programs, putting on job fairs, leaning on employers in the city to hire more local Pontiac residents. And any time that we use city tax breaks to bring investment here and jobs here, we've got to require as a condition of those that the company hire a certain percentage of its workforce from Pontiac residents or else they'll lose those tax breaks. So that requires us to negotiate upfront uh, binding legally enforceable agreements with clawback provisions. And then we need to have a compliance officer at City Hall who's actually going to monitor company compliance with those requirements and hold these companies accountable. The other thing we need to do is be much more supportive of local entrepreneurs and small businesses. Uh, that means, number one, when it comes to city contracting policies, we need to have a, a preference for Pontiac-based businesses that hire Pontiac residents. Uh, it also means that we need to do more in terms of financial literacy programs and entrepreneurship and business classes to uh, encourage people of all ages, but especially young people, to get involved, to become entrepreneurs, and part of that is just, just teaching the basics about how to form a, a company, how to set up an LLC, how to make sure that we yes. are teaching people the basics of a strategic uh, business plan and marketing plan, uh, and to make sure that we're uh, teaching folks how to go about applying for a loan, preparing their business taxes. We've got to do a lot more to encourage and foster entrepreneurship among Pontiac residents. And, and the last thing I'll say about that is we need to make it easier for new and growing Pontiac businesses to get access to loans. And so setting up a Pontiac-specific microloan program is really, really important so that businesses can get access to the loans they need to grow and succeed. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, Tim, talk to us briefly about your plan about public safety. You know, um, a lot of people – will say that you were um, a very big role in, um, I guess, the negotiations of the uh, Pontiac Police Department some years ago. But just talk briefly about your plan about public safety for the city of Pontiac. Well, number one, we need to do a real assessment about whether we can bring uh, our Pontiac Police Department back. Uh, I don't even know if that assessment was ever done by the emergency manager who eliminated the Pontiac Police Department. Uh, but one thing is very clear is that it has not been done by elected officials since then. Uh, and that's something that we need to periodically review 
and see if we can bring that back in-house. I think there are a lot of benefits to having our own Pontiac Police Department. So in an ideal world, that would be my preference. I think what we need to do the analysis on is two things, affordability, how much would it cost compared to what we're paying Oakland County now, and then also response times. Obviously, when people pick up the phone, they want to know that when they dial 911, that a fire truck or EMS or patrol car is going to show up in a reasonable amount of time. So we need to do that analysis. But I'm committed to doing that analysis in my first year of office for both uh, bringing back uh, the Pontiac Police Department and bringing back the Pontiac Fire Department uh, to see what really makes sense. The other thing I would say is when it comes to, to public safety, there's not just one silver bullet that's going to fix all of our problems. Uh, public safety is a, is a very serious concern. We have far too much gun violence in our community, and we need to come at that from a few different directions. Yes, having an adequate number of law enforcement personnel is important. But even more important is how law enforcement polices our community. And it's got to be done in collaboration and in conjunction with the community through community policing, which means we have to improve our communication between law enforcement and community leaders, between law enforcement and residents, and really have it be a true partnership, a two-way communication. Uh, the other thing I would say is we need to do more to address conflict early on before it spirals out of control and becomes violent. Uh, and so that means making sure that we're connecting people with needed mental health services. It means making sure that we're connecting uh, families who have conflict within the family to family counseling and social services. Yes, sir. But perhaps most importantly, yeah. No, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. But perhaps uh, most importantly, we need to expand opportunity for Pontiac residents. A lot of crime is rooted in a lack of opportunity. So we need to make sure that we're doing more in terms of job creation and creating and expanding business opportunities for Pontiac residents. That's especially true when it comes to returning citizens who have been incarcerated and are just returning to society. We need to make sure that we're giving folks a legal means to make a living uh, so that folks don't feel like they need to resort to, to illegal means. Uh, and similarly, when it comes to expanding opportunity, we need to make sure that we're investing in our young people by standing up a real youth recreation and youth enrichment program. Uh, this is long, long overdue, and we've got to give our young people constructive things to do and invest in them early on so that they live up to their full potential and don't uh, turn to a life of crime later in life. Absolutely. So, Tim, so you just kind of just led right into my next question. Uh, what is your plan for the young people uh, moving forward here in the city of Pontiac? Because, you know, over the past few, few years, we've had something, but it, it hasn't been something that's very been con concrete. You know, we've been having a few programs, you know, and community leaders, you know, they have put together different programs. But what is your plan as mayor for this, uh, young people moving forward? Yeah, as you know, we uh, used to have four city-owned and operated youth recreation centers. We had Howard Dell and Hayes Jones, Wallace Holland, David Ewald. Uh, we had a couple of boys and girls clubs. Uh, and today we literally have none of that, uh, which is which is really sad and, and it's sort of hard to believe that we literally have none of that anymore 
And it's particularly outrageous when you consider that three years ago, Pontiac residents voted to approve a youth recreation millage that generates almost a million dollars a year. And so over the course of the past three years, the city has received almost $3 million in tax revenue, specifically for youth recreation. And yet we still have nothing to show for it. We don't even have a single permanent youth recreation center. And that's unacceptable. And our young people deserve better. We've got to do better by them. And we need to actually get the city council and the mayor on the same page, bring people together, and quickly put in place a plan that's going to actually establish, finally, uh, a real youth recreation program. And when I talk about youth rec, I don't just mean sports and athletics, although that's important. We need art, music, after-school tutoring programs, computer coding and programming classes. We've got to give our young people every opportunity to live up to their full potential in life. Uh, And we need more than just one youth recreation center. Maybe the city can only afford to, to own one or two of them. But in partnership with schools and churches, we can have a number of satellite locations so that we have youth rec centers that are in close proximity to where young people live so they can walk there. We also need to establish a a dedicated uh, transportation service to help kids get to these youth rec centers. Awesome, awesome, awesome. I got my call with Mr. Dave Wilson. I want to bring him on one time and ask your question right now. Hey, Tim, how you sports doing? Talk, sports Talk Dave, what's hey, going on, Jay. sir? You're live with City of Pontiac candidate Tim Grimer. Hey, Tim, how hey, you doing? Hey, thanks for calling in. Good, good. How are not you? Not a problem. Not a problem. Hey, I, I just wanted to ask, I know we're talking about the uh, relationship with the youth and, and, and what the government needs to do as far as the youth recreation center, but my question to you, if you were elected mayor, what would be the plan or what actions would your, your – uh, your your uh your office do to strengthen, support, and uplift the the school district. Yes, great question, and it's a really important question. And uh, this is something I've given a lot of thought to because just like youth recreation, it's really about investing in our young people, uh, and our young people are our future. So if we're going to be serious about investing in our future, it obviously starts with our young folks. And although the city government and the mayor don't oversee or control the school district, which is, of course, under its own elected school board, there are a lot of ways that we've got to cooperate and collaborate with our school district to improve educational outcomes. And there are, I think, three main ways we can do that. Number one, pre-kindergarten, early childhood education. Uh, We need to make sure that every child in our community is being given great opportunities in the pre-K, early childhood education, preschool year, so that when they get to kindergarten, they're better prepared and can hit the ground running. And that's a natural area where the school district and the city, uh, and charter schools for that matter, can collaborate and work together. Number two, uh, we need to do more when it comes to adult education. Uh, There are plenty of folks who... Uh, never graduated from high school, but would like an opportunity to go back and get their degree or get their GED. And that's another area where the city needs to collaborate with the school district to make those opportunities available uh, and accessible to our residents. And then the third area is around skilled trades training and apprenticeship programs. 
those really need to start in the high school uh, years. And there was a time, you know, a few decades back when we had a lot of those kinds of programs. But over time, they've withered. And I've had conversations with school board members and with the superintendent of the school district about bringing back those opportunities. And when we do that, we, we need to make sure that those avenues are available to kids in high school. Uh, obviously, not everybody's going to go to college, but there are other pathways to good-paying jobs through skills trades training and apprenticeships. And we need to make sure the kids know about those coming opportunities, really starting in, in middle school. Because, you know, there's some basic math classes that kids uh, need, to, need to be able to, to handle in terms of algebra or geometry so that they can go on to become carpenters or electricians. And we need to make sure that we're letting kids know about those opportunities in advance. I think when kids realize that these classes can actually prepare them for training that will lead to good-paying jobs, they're more likely to realize the importance of the classes and actually pay attention and work hard. Um, the, the other thing I would say is it's not enough for us to just work in partnership with the school district. We need to bring in Oakland Community College. We need to bring in labor unions. We need to bring in local businesses so that as we establish the skilled trades training programs and apprenticeship programs, we have a direct connection to employers who can hire uh, young people so that they continue to develop those skills on the job. Great, great. I mean, I'm, I'm in support of anything that will help get the youth uh, motivated in a positive direction. As you said, there's a lot of uh, what you see negativity in there for negativity gravitates you in, whereas we can put some pop positivity out there and see if that doesn't change the mindset of the youth. Um, not, my other question exactly. um, for your administration would be the property, the, the vacant properties, uh, across the across the city of Pontiac, what is your plan to either beautify or change the change the scenery around Pontiac from you know blight, um, you know maybe abandoned structures or whatever the case may be? And how would you um, going back just backing up just a little bit? How would you go about getting a a, con a current and uh, youth center? that would actually stay open, stay active, and that thing. How would you go about those two things for the city of Pontiac? Yeah. So in, in terms of the, the youth rec uh, center, um, we, we, you know, we've, we've seen a lot of different sites under consideration. So there was the, the so-called Pyrex center down on uh, Gulf Drive. Uh, that, I think, has now been sold by the city to, to a private owner, so that's no longer available. I was never convinced that was a great location anyway because it really was not centrally located. It was not in close proximity or walking distance to where most young people live. Uh, we've heard a lot of talk about the, the E-Old Center on Perry. Uh, that, I think, uh, does merit very serious uh, continued conversation. There have been a lot of hopes that maybe something would have happened there already in the past few months, but for whatever reason, that seems to have stalled. One of the the pluses to that location is it's very close to Pontiac High School and Pontiac Middle School. Uh, so it's within walking distance for kids from there. Um, so we need to really work with the community to figure out where are a couple of centrally located ideal locations for this, do cost studies on whether it makes sense to, to do new construction, whether it makes sense to renovate 
existing vacant uh, structures like old youth rec centers or old schools and very quickly come to a consensus about how to move forward. And like I said, maybe the city can only afford to own a couple of those youth centers, but in partnership with school buildings uh, that are still operating churches, we can have a number of satellite locations so that we have a, a number of places throughout the city that young people can go. The uh, question about uh, abandoned vacant uh, property uh, is a really important one. Um, and, you know, we've seen a number of blighted structures knocked down uh, by the city in recent years, uh, but we, we still have quite a bit of blight, in term, especially in terms of landlords and commercial establishments that are not properly maintaining their buildings or not properly treating their tenants right. Uh, and so we need to do more when it comes to code enforcement to crack down on those landlords or those commercial establishments that are an eyesore for their neighbors or uh, dangerous or unhealthy environments for the tenants. When it comes to totally vacant parcels that are, that are empty, we really need to give first priority to Pontiac residents to uh, bid and try to purchase that property. Most of these properties are tax foreclosed properties. They're properties that uh, have historically been in private hands and are often uh, auctioned off by the county, uh, sometimes the city. And when it comes to those kinds of properties, we need to give people in Pontiac the first priority to bid on them, uh, especially if they live in that neighborhood, especially if they, have, they own a neighboring house. Uh, and make sure that we're allowing Pontiac folks to obtain those properties because they have a vested interest in improving the properties for the well-being of the neighborhood. Um, now, the, the city itself, frankly, has been responsible for some blight. Uh, we're not properly maintaining our parks. We need to make sure that we have open, functioning restrooms in our parks, that we're mowing the grass properly, that we're picking up garbage. Uh, we need to make sure that we're properly taking care of our sidewalks and our roads. Those are, those are forms of blight, too. And so we really need to come uh, at the blight issue from a number of different perspectives, ranging from making sure we're cracking down on private owners who are not taking proper care of their property to making sure that the city government itself is leading by example and taking better care of public roads, parks, and sidewalks. All right, all right, Mr. Grimer. I got my uh, my second co-host, Mr. Uh, Sports Talk D Boy. He's on the line. One second. Hey, how you? Hey, how you doing, hey, Mr. Very, Tim Grimer? Very well, yes, very good. I appreciate the opportunity to be with you tonight. I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I'm, I got two short, easy questions, but you kind of already um, hit on both of them, so I'm kind of upset that I'm the last one who uh, get a chance to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> you already answered, no, so no, I don't no, even know how to ask. No worries. But but I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a little bit deep into it because like um, one of my questions was about like some of these properties out here, um, like some of the people inside of the city like me would like to get a hold to these uh, properties and kind of like straighten up the blight, you know? And um, I was yep. wondering like, how, how, like what would be like a hypothetical um, way that you were approached for uh, people who stay inside the city to get a hold to them um, properties, like say for uh, a bad owner have property, but just got a property, but just don't want to let it go. And it's a blight. Yep. 
So great question. And uh, as I as I said, one of the things we need to do is give uh, first preference, first opportunity to bid on some of these properties to Pontiac residents because oftentimes what we see is Pontiac residents are interested in, in buying some of these properties, but uh, outsiders, non-residents swoop in and end up bidding up the price and getting a lot of these properties. And like I said, I think we're much better off if we're facilitating Pontiac residents buying these properties since they live in the neighborhood uh, and they have a vested interest in making sure that they're improving these properties. Now, there's, there's another challenge too, though, which is that the city has often required exorbitant bonds to be paid by potential buyers of buildings uh, if they're going to avoid demolition. And these uh, bonds that are required to be put down are often prohibitively expensive for Pontiac residents. And That's typically exact. they're, yeah, typically I'm, I'm they're, sorry, they're, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, 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 that was, go, go ahead. That, 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 that right there is the main key what you're speaking on right there because, uh, uh, because like that what you're speaking on, like the bonds and stuff like that, that's been going on for so long that it makes it hard for us inside the city to open up a, a food restaurant and keep it going. We open up the restaurant, but it doesn't last long. Or if we open exactly. up, if we try to get a hold of this building, you know, they had they come around with these type of uh, uh, over-expensive taxes or requirements that we have to pay, which that money could be going and, and go further into our business. And that's that's another thing that's holding our city down. Exactly. And sometimes these bond amounts are, are ridiculous. I mean, sometimes – the city is requiring people to put down more in the form of a bond than the properties have been worth. And so exactly. a lot of this just doesn't make any sense at all. Okay. Now, now one last question that, 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 that kind of uh, link into that. Now, say for example, <clears throat> like uh, for, I'm going to use myself for an example. Say, say, because we have a lot of this that's going on in our city, like, say if I'm a person that needs um, help with tuition to try to get off into school so I could get, so I could open up into a, open up a business inside of this, the city of Pontiac. Yeah. How would you, uh, what would be a hypothetical way that you could work on making that happen? Yeah, it's a great question. And I haven't, I haven't actually gotten that question uh, specifically before. And, and some of this might depend on, on the nature of the school. Um, you know, to a certain extent, uh, the Pontiac Promise Zone might cover some of those expenses. But to the extent that some of these schools or, or training programs are not eligible for Pontiac Promise Zone funding, uh, I think we need to go out and secure grants from private foundations and from the county and state governments so that we're, we're making those kinds of training programs and schooling available and affordable for Pontiac residents who want to get that additional training. It really ties into the, to the training and apprenticeship uh, platform that I talked about, which is we've got to make it easier and affordable for Pontiac residents to get additional schooling, training, so they have the right skill set to not just work for other people, but to open up their own businesses and operate their own businesses. Right, because we have no type of um, training more. We have no training center actually here in Pontiac. And if so, That's right. you know, no one, no one knows about it. No one can see it or whatever. 
So, you know, if we, can, if we have more things like that available, you know, uh, maybe we can get more of the youth into them type of programs and off the streets, you know? Absolutely. And, and I think we've got a, a really unique opportunity right now because there's a shortage of workers. And so employers are, are very eager to, to hire people. They're willing to pay more than they have been in the past. And they're presumably willing to invest in training programs more than they have in the past. And I know that there are a number of foundations out there and other levels of government that are eager to do that as well. So we can have more, more workers with the skills that are needed to fill the labor shortage that's out there right now. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, go ahead. All right. All right. Uh, Tim, we thank you so much for your time, sir. Um, any organizations, anybody you want to say hello to, anybody you want to give a shout-out to at this time? Well, we, we've got a, a lot of great organizations in, in the city, and I do just want to say, Dennis, you, you've done amazing charitable work for many, many years. I mean, I've known you for probably going back to 10, 15 years now, and you've been yes, in the trenches uh, helping the community in all kinds of ways. We've got a lot of other great organizations in the city that I've partnered with over the years, Black Youth Votes, Black Women's Roundtable, Oakland Forward, uh, Olsa, Lighthouse. Uh, we really have uh, – I should never forget about the Ascend Foundation that Kano Phillips does such a great job with. I mean, I could go on and on. We have just a lot of great people, uh, e-services uh, that, that Isha Branner operates. I mean, there are a lot of really great charitable enterprises in this city that make a real big positive impact in the lives of families day in and day out. And I commend them and respect them. And as your mayor, I'm going to do more to support them so that we can lift up the quality of life for everyone here in the city of Pontiac. All right, Mr. Grimer, we thank you so much for calling in, sir. Uh, we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy schedule, and you enjoy the rest of your evening. Hey, thanks so much, and thank you guys for having me on the show. I really enjoyed it. All right, no all right. Thanks, all right, we're going to – I'm going to get – we're going to pay some bills, sports fans. We're going to go to Glancy Kelly with one more shot, and we're going to be right back with IFM Sports Radio with Sports Talk DT, Dave, and D-Boy on the roll. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
Yo, 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 it is your boy ESPN from the hood, a.k.a. LeVar Ball from Yaktown, better known as Sports Talk DT, and I'm on IFM Sports Radio with the gang, Sports Talk Dave, my main man, what's going on, my brother? <clears throat> what's going on, brother, you all right today? Man, I'm doing very well, man. So very glad to have you back in the studio. And my main man, Sports Talk D-Boy, what's the word? What's the word? Yo, 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 what's going on? What's good, uh, hey, Sports Talk Day? Man, sitting here chilling, man, just waiting on this uh, NBA season start. Man, so... Before we go, we're going to start right there, Dave. We're going to start right there. But first, we definitely have to uh, thank City of Pontiac Mayor candidate, Mr. Tim Grimer, for coming on the show um, and taking time out of his schedule to talk a little bit about his plan um, for the City of Pontiac. So, uh, Sports Talk Dave, NBA preseason has officially kicked off, and we're going to start at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, number one overall K uh, pick, uh, Mr. K Cunningham goes down in training camp. Coach K, uh, Dwayne Casey says he has rolled a severe ankle injury, and there's no timetable set for his return. What are your thoughts? And there shouldn't be no timetable for his return. Um, for 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 as long as I can remember, Grand Hill time maybe um, the 50 win season. Or when the uh, going to work crew started winning, it's, it's, it's been a, it's, it's exciting for Detroit basketball, and it surrounds uh, Kate Cunningham and this young group of uh, promising talent that the Pistons have. So handle with care is basically my uh, my my motto right now. Casey and his staff are doing the uh, the right thing by not putting a timetable, not rushing him, not putting a date in his head and say I got to get back by this date or anything like that. Just take it day by day, see how he feels. The most important thing is to have him ready for the uh, regular season when when everything counts. Okay, so the Pistons have picked up options on Sadiq Bay, Killian Hayes, and Isaiah Stewart. Sports Talk D-Boy, what are your thoughts on the Pistons picking up their options on their second-year players? Hey, that's you know, bless you. Well, that, that's that's a good choice right now. You, Especially since uh, you know, um, um, Caden got a little roll on his ankle, so you know they give Caden more opportunity to sit back and um uh, and nurse his ankle, and we still have a running squad. Keep running, don't stop. You know, so that was that was that was that was pretty smart. Let them um, they've been getting used to each other, so finish let them gel together and see what this what this could take us to. You know. Hey, uh, breaking news, the Houston Rockets have just traded uh, former Detroit Piston. I'm sorry, the Brooklyn Nets have j- just traded former Detroit Piston, Mr. Siku Dumbaya, to the Houston Rockets. Um, what are your thoughts on that trade, Sports Talk Dave? Man, Siku getting passed around now. What's going on? Something <laughs> uh, we don't know? He's getting passed around right by now. You know, damn. Uh no, I think I think Sekou needed to go somewhere 
uh, a brand new start. He wasn't going to get many meaningful minutes in, in Brooklyn with the cast that they have on there. So it's a good thing for him to go down into Houston, young talent, and, you know, maybe he fit in, get in where he fit in uh, down there. Um, the young man can play. He just, it wasn't, it wasn't a good fit here in Detroit. It wasn't, definitely wasn't a good fit in, in, in uh, Brooklyn. Um, so, yeah, maybe he'll get a fresh start, new uh, surroundings, new teammates with uh, about the same age as he is, and they can grow together, and they can do something special down there in H-Town. So, so sports talk, uh, D-Boy, <clears throat> I mean, talk to you. I, <laughs> I mean, for me personally, sports fans, I kind of knew this was going to happen about Siku. I was against the Pistons from taking him, and I've been very, very candid about that since, he's, since he has been in the NBA. Uh, I don't believe his NBA career is going to be much, much longer. Sports talk, uh, D-Boy. Uh, well, was, you know, like back to what uh, Sports Talk Day said, that's a good spot. Oh, excuse me. That's a good spot for him to be over there in Houston. I, you know, so that get that that give him an opportunity to revamp his career. So you know, you saying that he, his career might not be lasting too much longer. Where this is his opportunity to show and prove that he still deserves to be in the NBA. And you know, if they if and what makes it pretty good is that he with a good young coach that Houston have over there. So now all they have to do is just put a couple more pieces around him with the pieces that they have, then maybe he can give give himself an opportunity to revamp his career and get him a better contract on the next go around. Speaking of speaking of the Houston Rockets, what's going on with the John Wall situation? Can I mean, can you gentlemen kind of sort out that John Wall situation for me? Are they going to kiss and make a hug, and he's going to report to training camp? Is he? Are the Rockets adamant? Were they going to trade him? Kind of sort that out for me. He, he's ghost, man. They already said they did the Blake Griffin Detroit Pistons type thing. He's not suiting up. He's not practicing. He's not doing anything. I think they're trying to. I think they're trying. To, they actually are making him show up. If I'm not mistaken, they're making him show up to the games. But there's he's not suiting up. He's not going to practice. He's not. He's just there. Um. But they have both sides have agreed. I, I, he's got to go. So it's just a matter of how late and how who goes down. And Lord knows I'm not wishing nobody an injury. But it's just a matter of time when an injury hits and a team is possibly contending is just needs a replacement for that player that went down. And then they'll be partners with uh, Trey, maybe even a buyout and then sign out uh, with uh, sign John later on in the season. But he's not playing for Houston anymore, and it's already been agreed by both sides that they they pay their last rodeo. Um, now, Sports Talk D-Boy, breaking news out of Phoenix today, and this is one of your uh, personal, uh, I would say, players that you have supported last <laughs> basketball season. The Phoenix Suns have announced that they will not extend center DeAndre Ayton. What are your thoughts? on Chris Paul's big man not getting an extension. That was the worst thing ever. Why Why would you not keep this guy when he not already jailed with them and helped them get them to where they where they was at? 
He gave them an opportunity to make him the championship. So who? So correct. So like, they're not giving him a max deal. It's not that they don't want to extend him. They're not giving. They're not willing to give him a max extension. Right, so so my question is, so my question is, why wouldn't they like, like I, like I forestated, why wouldn't they not give him a max deal, considering his his relationship with Chris Paul? He don't deserve a max deal. No, he he vastly look at it. No, 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 no. Look at his numbers. He's the number one pick. He's the number one pick. He was his number one pick in his. He was the number one pick in his in his draft. Am I right? Yes, he was. Okay, so when they started winning, what happened? They got Chris. Year Paul. one, did he have Chris Paul? No, sir. <laughs> year this, one, he win? didn't play. Year one, he was injured. He he was injured his first year. Okay, so as we all know, that's a strike against a player, whether it's legit or not. And we all know that's a strike against a player. They start playing that injury prone role right there because they know the contract is coming up. So they start putting, they start planting the seeds there. But now let's see. I mean, how many winning seasons have they had? Last with, hold, hold on, hold on. How many winning seasons have the Phoenix Suns had with DeAndre Ayton as their starting center before Chris Paul got there? None, because he was hurt. He only been exactly, in the league two exactly, years. Exactly, exactly my point. So now you want a max deal because you had one season in which you went to the finals. Granted, okay, it was a miracle season, whatever the case may be. But you've even been paired with Devin Booker, and you still haven't produced a winning season. So why am I throwing this money at you? Okay, why so am let I me, giving you this money? Okay, but okay, but Dave, but, but hear me out, though, brother. He was not playing basketball last season. <laughs> you can't judge no, somebody. Be, no, no. You cannot judge. I'm saying, I'm saying the season before he was, last. He was only in the. He was only in the. He was only in the NBA for two seasons. His you first season, he, he was injured. He didn't play not, not, not one lick at all. And the second season that he played, he went straight to the end of – I mean, he went to the championship. So, I mean, okay, okay, I I, I, I understand both of y'all points. Okay, yeah, he only been in the league for two years. So, as of right now, no, he's been in the league more than two years. He don't – No, he huh? haven't. He's going into his third season. Yeah, this will be his third season. So no, he don't deserve a max deal, but he do. You do need to throw some money at, throw enough money at this boy to make him want to play for a max deal. I agree to that. You know he. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, wait a minute. How uh, are we doing a contract no extension? Huh? Answer me this: How are we doing a contract extension? And he only been in a year. He only been in the league two years. Man, you don't think it's time we talk about it? Yeah, really. No, I'm saying it's no, no. You only been in, first of all, oh, no. Mm-mm. Now if you're I really giving it, years, you're really proving the Phoenix Suns point. You're you're really you're really really proving the Phoenix Suns time the Phoenix point. Now, if he's only been in a year, two years, he ain't played but one year, and it's because of Chris Paul that they got to the finals. Why do I need to give you a max contract? Man, Why? Man. And the way and the way that the NBA is playing, you need you better you better sure up a big man. I mean, no, you need, I, to, I, you need, you need to sure up an average I, big I man. I agree to both. He's not an average big man. That can he's not consistent from fifteen feet and out. He has he has his co- own culture said he's taking plays off defensively. So again, tell me why I need to throw a max contract at this guy. 
He don't, he don't need no max contract, but he need a decent contract. No, he need the he max. Need, he, he 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 need a contract to make him want to play for that max contract. I agree. You, I mean, this is second year. He ain't. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what he do this year. They, you know, he don't need no max. I mean, because he still, I mean, but he still got to prove himself. I exactly. mean, but think he do, he I mean, already been injured one of these years. You missed I mean, but think about, but think about it. Look at everybody. Look at everybody else, and and and, and I take that back. He's going. To, he was drafted in two, in the 2018-2019 season. That was yeah, that was two years ago. So anywho, look at the look look at everybody else in his draft class that got an extension. Luka Doncic, Trey, uh, Trey, Young, Trey. Let me finish. Trey Young. Shay Gilgis Alexander got two hundred and six million dollars and he's a bum. Michael Porter Jr. Oh, got two, Michael Porter Jr. got two got two hundred and seven. And you and you and you say the Phoenix Suns are wrong for not giving DeAndre Ayton no money and everybody else in this draft class got a bag? What do you mean? Okay, well you are all right, all right, all right. You just proved my point. You just proved my point. Did you hear the names you and and, and, and that you just named? You comparing okay, DeAndre sure, yeah. Ayton to Luka Doncic? What he's the success he's had in Dallas? Yeah, they ain't made it past the second round, but Luka is in the MVP conversation every year. Man, Shay Gilgeous Alexander, no, Trey Young blazing down there, leading Atlanta into their first Eastern Conference Finals in in all more than a decade. Can you say that about DeAndre Ayton? No. So tell me again why I should throw if I'm Phoenix Suns I should okay, throw this so money I'll, at DeAndre okay. Ayton. Hold okay. on, hold on now, Dave. What about Michael Porter now? Come on, this, this okay. last Michael, guys, they ain't proved. Michael Porter would have been in the top three picks had he had not had back surgery the season before he Man, came he out in the play, league. He did play his rookie season oh, oh. the same. The same. He didn't play his because he had back surgery. Okay, well, well maybe Aiden could have maybe Aiden could have did maybe Aiden could have did better numbers if he wouldn't have had okay, injury. Okay, okay, watch this sports talk. That goes both ways, Dave. Okay, Dave. He would have you okay. right. He would have better numbers if he hadn't missed the whole season. You're absolutely Okay, watch right. this. Okay, watch this, Dave. Who, what Michael about Porter Jr.? No, DeAndre Ayton. Okay, Dave. Okay, so I'm talking about DeAndre Neither they them, two, them two ain't did nothing. Shea Gilgis Alexander got a hundred and ninety six million. What do you mean? He ain't Shea did Gilgis nothing. Is the only, he's the best player on his team. Shea Gilgis Alexander's a bum. He might be. Man, you know, I, he he's the best player on their team right now. If them two dudes can get two hundred mil, that boy can get two hundred mil too. Man, ain't that nobody that, going that, to OKC game to see Shea. Ain't nobody going to. Name somebody else. Aiden deserves some money, man. No, he Aiden is a big man. He a big man. You better secure that big man. He's limited. Aiden is a step above Andre Drummond. This is respectful. Old school basketball. And where old school basketball working right now? Hell, Chris Paul don't even do live city as much as he used to with Stop playing, Dave. Come I can't on, man. believe just, you. Just be, just be honest about the situation. Like D-Boy said, he does deserve some money, but he don't deserve no max contract. I ain't seen nothing out no, of him. No, he don't deserve no max contract. Max money man, we got to talk nothing about this offline. 
Hey, listen, man, we're going to keep the show rocking and rolling, though, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all boys y'all boys on one tonight. Hey, uh, breaking news out of Los Angeles, LeBron James has announced that he will return to number six uh, this year. Um, Sports Talk Dave, what are your thoughts on LeBron James going back to number six? Hey, if it helps his mentals, if it helps uh, jersey sales, I'm all for it. I don't really care. I care nothing about the Lakers. Uh, Sports Talk D-Boy, talk to me about LeBron James going back to number six. Man, who cares? <laughs> Shout out to Tommy Williams. Right. All right. Well, um, we for uh, – Hey, 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 DT. DT. What's going uh, You know what? Give a shout out to LeBron James for uh for Bree Bree uh for going back to number six. Maybe Bree would be happy about that. Man, oh, yeah, yeah, man. Little sports young lady. No, yeah, no, yeah, uh, LeBron James. Bree Flintroy. And and yeah, and Bree and Bree of women love sports. Both of them. Yeah, you know she. You know she. She'd be ready to tear up a party. We say anything wrong about LeBron. Yeah, oh yeah, so not definitely. Let, let them let them have a uh, moment for him going back to number six. Oh yeah, I definitely have to give What's a you? shout out to the Brick House Fantasy Sports Show that appears every Sunday, right here on IFM Sports Radio. They come on at eleven thirty, right before NFL kicks off. So Sunday morning, you want to talk fantasy football with some of the fantasy gurus. Tune in to the Brick House Fantasy Football Show right here every Sunday morning on IFM Sports Radio. So, hey man, I can't, I can't believe this, man. I make my return, and my brothers have turned coat on me, man. They, they are talking crazy. I, I don't know what I'm saying. What you talking about? Hey, y'all talking about giving Andre eight max money and all this? Y'all, what the, what's what happened? What, Who's saying y'all, man? I ain't saying he need max money, man, but the boy do deserve a better contract. <laughs> <laughs> all right, he can get a contract. He just can't get no max. All right, all right, y'all. We're going to keep the show rocking and rolling, man. The game of the week in the NFL featured Mr. Tom Brady going back to Foxborough. And I actually watched this whole game. Uh, Tampa Bay pulled it off 19-17. But I will say Mac Jones and the New England and the New England Patriots came to play. Um, what are your thoughts on that game and Tom Brady's uh, return to New England? Well, we all know uh, you, you're going to come to play. You got no choice to come to play when you're playing against uh, Tom Brady. So, that's probably about it, because you know at the end of the road, at the end of the day, if you don't play technical uh, football like how Tom Brady do, you're not going to get a win, bro, unless you touch him. If you ain't touching him, you ain't gonna get no run win. I mean, but if New England kicker, if New England kicker don't uh, miss the miss the final kick of the game, Tom Brady loses return to 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 New England. Yeah. It looks as if that Tom Brady was trying to do too much in that game. Like, Bill Belichick, they did a great job of sending a lot of different packages at Tom Brady. I said to my fe- uh, to my fellas when we was watching the game, if there's anybody who know how to beat Tom Brady, it's his former coach of 20 years, Mr. Bill Belichick. 
Tom Brady was trying to air it out all game. Like, if you watch the game, he took major shots downfield. Like, if anybody knows Tom Brady, he going to play the short game all game long. He going to nickel and damn you all the way down the field. But this game, he really was testing out New England's defense. I mean, and Matt Judon, big ups to Matt Judon. He played a major, major great game against Tom Brady. Uh, New England defensive coordinators did a great job. Sports Hall Day, did you see the game? I did see the game. And uh, as much as people want to talk about Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, let's just give, let's, like you said, let's give a moment to uh, Mac Jones and that uh, offense of New England. They actually, you know, were impressive and, and steady. Now, you know, everybody, you, both teams had their times where it looked good, and then both teams looked at, had their times where they looked like, what, what were they doing? But for the most part, with a rookie quarterback starting in an atmosphere such as the GOAT, quote-unquote, coming back, you know, what pressure was it on Mac Jones? Let's look at it from Mac Jones' perspective. He's a rookie quarterback starting. First of all, he, he's getting some flack from some areas because New England went with him and cut a veteran in the talented Cam uh, Newton. So you get flack there. Now you're in the nostalgia of New England, Patriots, the starting quarterback where your essential predecessor won six championships, was there, was was taking snaps for 20 years. So what kind of what kind of feeling was he going through when Tom Brady makes his return? You didn't hear too many people mentioning Mac Jones when we were when they were press breaking this this game. It was all about Tom versus uh, Belichick, and you have to give credit where it's credit due. Mac Jones held his own in in this quarter quarterback duel. He actually held his own for being a rookie in that type of atmosphere with the with the weather that they had in New England and stuff like that. So give Mac Jones his his credit, but you know, like you said, you know, who knows somebody you know somebody so much better. You spend that much amount of time with them, 20 years, how many conversations you guys have had, how many battles you guys have been in, not to mention bringing home six Lombardi trophies. So, yeah, you, you, you knew Belichick knew Brady, and Brady knew Belichick. So it was just a simple fact that Tom was going out there trying to prove something that he had no business trying to prove. We already knew who you were, Tom. You already, we already knew what you meant to that organization. And we already know that, hell, when you left, New England fell flat on their face last year. And you won a Super Bowl. So you have nothing to prove, but he tried to go out there and prove something, and that's why he had the performance he had. All right, let's stick let's stick with let, let's stick with rookie quarterbacks and let's go to our sports talk D Boys, uh homeboy, man. This might, this must be sports talk D boy night. The number one overall draft pick, Mr. Trevor Lawrence is the only quarterback taken in the first round that has yet to secure a win. Sports Talk D-Boy is talking about the man Trevor Lawrence. The ain't got one either. No, the Jackson, I'm, I'm, San Francisco 49ers have won, has won a game. That's the point I'm making. Not with Trey Lance winning, though, but I thought you meant with him being a quarterback. That's why I said with him starting. That's why I jumped in and said with him starting. Trey Lance hasn't started for San Francisco. I get it. His team is the only one that hasn't won out of the first-round draft, the, the team to draft to the quarterback. I get what you're saying now. Well, so Sports Talk D-Boy, talk to me about the Jacksonville Jaguars and your boy, Mr. Trevor Lawrence. Well, to start it off, Trevor Lawrence is still, still a great quarterback. But what's going on down there in Jacksonville is that we got a little tor- 
turmoil going on. And it started off from the uh, head coach, Urban Meyer. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's some it's some moral changes that need to be going on right now. Going uh, that's that that it's the issue going on between the head coach and the owner. And um, as of right now, the owner is 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 having split decisions on letting him go, or if he don't get his stuff together, he will be a body here. So you can't expect your uh, number one draft pick to uh, have a great, awesome game all the time or get a good get a good win when when you ain't even when your head coach is not even in the game. So, you um, know, as a as of the rookie quarterback, you know, uh, his mind might he might his mind might be running the running the hundred miles for an hour and he can't get it, get a good flow going. Sports talk sports talk Dave, this is the first week since the NFL have started that Trevor Lawrence did not throw a touchdown, but he also did throw an interception. What are your thoughts on Trevor Lawrence, uh, sports talk day? Uh, overhyped. Um, quality, quality, and could become a good quarterback, but right now he shouldn't even be starting. Um, the hype is just too big for him. Um, and he's in the wrong system. Urban Meyer uh, going back to what D-Boy said, Urban Meyer don't even want to be there now. Um, Trevor Lawrence has lost uh, in his high school and college career. He's lost as many games in his NFL career, four. So he's not used to losing. Give him that. But at the same time, this is not the right situation for him to be as a rookie to be starting in. So you're not putting him in a successful situation. I think he's overhyped. I've always thought he was overhyped. I give him his kudos. I mean, you, you can't you, – there's something to you if you've only lost four games in a total of eight years. But still, I still think he was overhyped. Um, right fit for Jacksonville. They needed a face, and so he stepped up and was the face of that organization. But I still think he was in – that was – Urban Meyer was the wrong hire. He's proving that more times than not. Um, okay, that sounds better. sooner or later, he would be cut. Huh? That sounds better. So, so, that's what? that sound better. That sound better for him, due to the situation that he's in. That's the reason why he can't he can't get comfortable to show the skills that he have. How can you be over a hype and you only lost four games in eight years? That's just like you saying that you was a bust and you in the league you in the league for twelve years. He can't be over hyped, man. And he, and he got championships up under his belt. He's just in a bad situation. We talked about this before, too, Dave. He's just in a bad situation where, where he get drafted to. He's the number one draft pick, and he went to the uh, the number one worst team in the league. And then you got you got to – now, if you want to call something um, overhyped, why not – how come Urban Meyer not um, overhyped? You, you got to – Urban Meyer should never been hired. Urban Meyer it's is right. – oh, Urban Meyer is overhyped. That's why I mean I believe he, he I believe to the fact he that should. that's why he got the job in Jacksonville because he is overhyped. Absolutely, he's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. He he should be. He should be a perfect fit. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, most of your career, you coaching, you coaching kids, and your number one quarterback is a kid coaching. 
what is your what's your problem? He being too he being too powerful. Just because he over, Urban Meyer, he want to come to the league and throw his power around. That ain't gonna work. You you a rookie in the league, man. Well, all right. Urban Meyer should never. The Urban Meyer got hired in Jacksonville simply to make headlines. Jacksonville, remember when what state of Jacksonville was in when Urban Meyer got hired? Uh, they were just they were flat on their face. They it was a, a they needed some to they needed so them to needed, get the hype up to get the crowd up. They needed positive press, absolutely. They needed positive press, and that's what they did. They had the number one pick, which was no secret. They were going to draft. Lawrence. Lawrence. They needed to make a splash. With, they needed to make a splash with a hire as a coach. They needed to pump some life into it. They, that's what they did. But it backfired and blowing did. up in their face. It's backfiring and blowing it up in their face. They, they're about to ruin this young man's career. I don't know what his mentals are like right now, based on what he's gone through thus far in his NFL career. But they're about to ruin this young man if they don't do something quick, which is get rid of Irvin Meyer and chalk it up for this season and start a new next season. And, and, and I understand and from Matt, five games in, but your whole team, you lost the locker room, and your owner is even going out into the press saying, you know, when you got an owner saying he's got to gain our trust and respect back, hell, you might as well just fire him right then and there. Because if you don't respect you, or trust him, why are you having him work for you? Well, because exactly. we, I mean, well, it, was breaking, it was breaking news that he was found in Columbus um, at, a strip, uh, at a strip club. Uh, I, and I believe that has some something to play uh, the player part in the reason why the owner came out and made that statement is because all of the pictures surfaced in Ohio with Urban Meyer at that strip club in Columbus over the past weekend. But we know that's exactly why it came out. But what difference does that have to make with with the performance your football team is doing on on the floor? Let, let's that's not, the point let's I'm not getting at. You in Columbus? You in Columbus? Where you need to be in Jacksonville, figuring stuff out. Man, I, man. I don't Ohio. know, man. That's a little too much. It got it got to be something deeper than that. It got to be deeper. Throughout the Ohio State game, and, and, okay, and, and no, Ohio I'm just saying that was just that was just some that was just something for them to use as a, as a cover up, man. Because I know good and well that ain't that ain't the reason why. Exactly if, 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 if the mm-hmm. owner is mad because you went because you went because you you somewhere at a strip club, man, you should have been mad two weeks ago. <laughs> you, why are you mad now? Right, right, right. And we gonna keep Come the show rocking. And, and we gonna keep the show rocking. And we gonna keep the show rocking and rolling though. Sticking with the rookies though, my man. The kid with the iron from BYU, Mr. Zach Wilson, and the New York Jets, they went and took care of business against the Tennessee Titans in overtime. My man, Zach Wilson, 21-34, 297 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. What does that say about rookie head coach, Mr. Robert Saylor, and rookie quarterback, Mr. Zach Wilson, going and beating a tough Ryan Hill, Derrick Henry-led Tennessee Titans? Sports Talk Day. It says nothing. They won a game. That's what they're paid to do. That's what they're supposed to do. That's what Robert Salah was brought in to do into New York to do is win a game. They won a game. Whoop you do. Whoop you do. <laughs> That's about right. it. Hey, because you are, you already know what I what I always be saying about uh, Tennessee Titans. They overhyped. They ain't even proved what they really are yet. 
All right. Uh, sticking with first round quarterbacks. Uh, the kid from Ohio State, Mr. Justin Fields. Can we skip this topic, please? Can we, can we, can we skip this topic, please? <laughs> I'm gonna keep the show rocking. I'm gonna keep the show rocking and rolling. I'm gonna I'm I'm bring up another one of uh, D Boy boys. This must be the D Boy show tonight. Mr. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills, they blasted the Houston Texans forty to zero. Vegas had Vegas uh, odds had this game at. Buffalo winning by 16, and they won by 40. After dropping that first game, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills have ripped off three in a row. Sports Talk D-Boy, what's going on with your boys in Buffalo? Hey, they're trying to show and prove that they are not a Cinderella team. So they won three in a row. Let's see what they can do within the next few games. Because we, we see how far they went last year. Last year was a last year was a run. Everybody get an opportunity to have a great run. Now this year will show if they are a true. Well, I, I give them one more year, but this year is they should do a show and tell. Nah, man, ain't no more years, man. Or not. Huh? Ain't no more years. This, this is the season, like you were trying to say. This, this is the season they show if they, if it was real or fluke. That's, that's, this is no, this this the year will show if they are a true contender or not. You know that's what I'm saying? saying? If it's real or if it's a fluke. If it's real or yeah. if it's a fluke, this is the year. Ain't no more years. You ain't got no time. You got Stephon Diggs out there. You got a quality quarterback um, throwing the rock he, accurately so you, down the field. So I he, can't say that about my life. He a quality quarterback to you? Huh? He a, he a quality quarterback to you? Yeah, he's a quality quarterback. He's a, he a star in the league. He ain't no superstar, but he's a star. Hey, y'all boys. Oh, hey. Man, if it's so good, this dude just got here, man. If that's the hey, case, y'all boys, uh, hey. my man Aiden, my man Aiden from Phoenix Suns, a, a star quality center there. Cool plan, uh, man. Here you go with this Aiden thing. Man. I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm giving Josh out hey. of his credit. He is a hey. star quarterback, hey, hey, listen. Well, give Dave, give Aiden his uh, credit too. DC, now listen to this, man. Josh Allen. Oh, how many guys? How many? How long has Josh Allen been in the, been in the been in the NFL? I believe I believe four. Yes. I thought it was four two years, or three. right? I don't even think I didn't even know it been that long. I, I say about two tops. Okay, I'll say three. Well, okay. Last year wasn't his rookie year. Okay, if it's two, yeah, three, yeah, he's four. going into his third season. He's going into his third season. What have he done? What have he proved? Nothing. Yeah. Oh, whoopie do the little yards and seven touchdowns. Okay, Aiden only been and been in the league two years. One one year he didn't even get a chance to play because he was hurt. And the second year he he actually did a lot of contributions to get them to the championship. But absolutely, he's absolutely. Player. Hey, but but hey, but Josh Allen is a quality star quarterback in the league. Dave, quit cool playing. Absolutely, cool playing. quality hey, quarterback. Hey, hey y'all, hold the cool line. Playing. Whoa, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening, man? It's America's favorite cousins in the DJ Spritz on. And on Tuesday, I'm locked in with Sports Talk DT live on IFM Sports Radio. It's with who I. 
So y'all saying that Josh oh. Allen is a is, is really? I mean, I'm a Josh Allen fan. I I I got nothing bad to say, say about Josh Allen. Uh, I don't know why Sports Talk Day feels some type of way about Josh Allen. I I don't no, know. I, I feel that he's a quality quarterback. I ain't gonna be on his. I ain't gonna give him no kudos to me. <laughs> <huh>? <laughs> <laughs> I could have said, said I could have said the cat's a game manager. He's an overhyped game manager. I could have said that, but they did because that's not what he is. Now, all right, all right. Game manager, let's talk right, about Marley the cat in Detroit, Marley number sixteen pointed, in Detroit. Marley pointed me saying saying what I said was is you know like you 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 give a man give a little more credit than that and Josh Allen. Josh Allen still, uh, uh, still got stuff to prove. Make it to the playoffs or something, man. Come on, man. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me put it this way. Let me put it this way. Josh Allen was winning games before Stephon Diggs got there. DeAndre Ayton wasn't winning games before Chris Paul got there. There's your difference. He have opportunity to. He, okay. He broken up. How you gonna win anything? Broken up. All right, all right, all right, all right. We gonna keep the show. All right, we gonna keep the show rocking and rolling. I I actually got one of Sports Talk Dave homeboys right now. Um, Mr. Matthew Stafford. He took his first loss of the uh, of the season by a final score of thirty-seven to twenty. Uh, Matthew Stafford, twenty-six of forty-one, two hundred eighty uh, yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, to uh, the Arizona Cardinals. Sports Talk Dave, uh, what's going on with Matthew Stafford and the uh, L.A. Rams? NFC Conference Championship game bound for Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams. Everybody hit the bump of the road. Give kudos to the Cardinals and Kyler Murray because that boy's bad, too. That That's a bad young fella right there. To be his height and to do things he does, he's in the category of Russell Wilson, undersized quarterbacks who make it happen. But getting back to Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams, uh, as, a, as a Lions fan, uh, you, you cheer because you knew what you had in Detroit and they didn't know, and you're seeing it come to fruition. But as a Lions fan, you also are sad because, damn, he, he, ready to do, he was doing all this for us and it wasn't becoming wins. Now he's doing it for somebody else, and they just suffered their first loss, although it be it to an a, a even-matched team. I actually think Arizona – and L.A. are, you know, 1A, 1B, if you're talking about comparisons. There's only uh, a difference of uh, defensive, uh, a defensive difference with uh, those two teams. But Matthew Stafford's doing what we always knew he could do in Detroit. He's got, got a quality, he's got weapons around him, and he's got a defense that can uh, uphold anything that he, he left down, where he didn't have that here in Detroit. Sports Talk, uh, D-Boy, what are your thoughts on Matthew Stafford's performance uh Falling to uh, 0-1, 0-1 in divisional play. I mean, you know, that's something that he did. I'm, I'm, you know, that's something he really didn't want. But, uh, hey, Arizona Cardinals, I, I, like like Sports Star Day say, Arizona Cardinals is a good quality team, you know, so they ain't no slouch. So you got to kind of expect, <laughs> you got to kind of expect uh, a loss like that from Arizona. 
Yeah, you know, so, you know, like I said, there ain't no slouch. You know, it's just a loss. Uh, 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 Stafford ain't going to win every single game. He ain't going to go 17-0 undefeated. So, hey, you know, hey, he doing what he's doing. Like they say, he's doing what he's known to do. He's going to get you some wins. He, I mean, he's going to play his game out. So, hey, keep I, I your head pose, up, Stafford. I want to pose this question. You know, and understand where I'm coming from because theoretically speaking, with him playing for the Lions, the scheduling committee did not <clears throat> have the Lions going up against a lot of different looks, uh, historically speaking. Now that he plays for the LA Rams, he's gonna he's gonna be in those tight games where he's gonna play Kyler Murray, he's gonna play Russell Wilson, he's gonna play uh, ben Roethlisberger, he's going to play Josh Allen. Do you believe that Matthew Stafford will have to get adjusted to how these teams play him, considering he hasn't seen these teams that much in his career? Or is it just another day in the office for Mr. Stafford? Well, you look at, well, from, you look at it like this. I don't think nothing could be too much worse than playing for the Lions or playing for a team that doesn't have an offensive line that's going to protect you. So as long as he's been playing for the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford is ready for whatever that you throw at him. And if he got a decent enough line to hold up to give him enough opportunity to do what he usually and can do, he's going to strike. And he's he's going to get some wins down. Because like you said earlier, now he's got an all- you know, he got an offensive line to protect him and give him time to get the ball out there. And on top of that, he got a, he got an awesome defense to give him the ball right back. Uh-uh. If he doesn't get a, if he doesn't get a score, or if he does get a score, he got a defensive team that will get him the ball back, and that's all you need to win the game. So he has that now, and now he's showing he's showing the world what he was capable of all along. All right, we're going to move right along to uh, Stardom or Sidham. Uh, week five, LA Thursday Night Football, LA Rams versus the Seahawks and the Jets versus the Falcons. Sports Talk, Dave, are you starting? Are you starting Matthew Stafford or Russell Wilson? We talking Stafford. fantasy. You starting Stafford again? You starting Stafford? Yes, sir. Sports Talk, uh, D-Boy, are you starting Stafford or Wilson? I'm starting Stafford. Uh, the Jets and the Falcons, are you starting Matt Ryan or are you starting Zach Wilson? Sports Talk, D-Boy. Uh, well, you know Zach Wilson is a quality quarterback, so I'm going to uh, I'm have to start the quality quarterback. <laughs> you a hater. <laughs> Sports Talk Day, where you going? Uh, you start. You starting Zach Wilson or you starting Matt Ryan? I'm starting Matt. I'm starting uh, uh, Wilson because Ryan is washed. All right, uh, moving right along. Patriots versus the Texans and the Lions versus the uh, Vikings. Are you starting Mac Jones versus the Texans or are you starting Jared Goff versus the Vikings? Sports Talk Day. I'm starting anybody but Jared Goff. Hell, you want to you play quarterback for the Lions, P.T.? So you're going with Mac Jones versus the Texans? Yes, sir. Sports talk, 
Sports Talk uh, D uh, Boy, who you got? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and ride with Mac Jones to uh, against uh, the Texas, bro. All right, we got we got Jalen Hurts versus the Panthers, or we got Jameis Winston versus Washington. Sports Talk D Boy, where you going? Uh, Jameis Winston versus Washington. Sports Talk Day, where you got? Jameis. You got Jameis? Yes, sir. All right, we got Ryan Tannehill versus the Jaguars and Jacob Brissett versus the Buccaneers. <laughs> Sports Talk Day, where are you going? Give me my choices again, please. Ryan Tannehill versus the Jaguars and Jacob Brissett versus the Buccaneers. Man, give me uh, Tannehill versus that Jaguars defense. Sports talk, sports talk, big boy. Where you going? Yeah, I'm about to go with um, Tannehill. I'm going with Tannehill as well. We got Aaron Rodgers versus Cincinnati, and we got Drew Luck, Drew Locke versus Pen, uh, Pittsburgh. Sports talk, uh, D boy, on you. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, sports talk, Dave. Aaron Rodgers, that's a bad man. Uh, we got Justin Fields versus the Raiders. And we got Baker Mayfield versus the Chargers. Sports Talk Dave, where you going? I got to go with Justin on that only because Baker's <laughs> going against that hot uh, Chargers defense. And if you watch last night's game, that Chargers defense is, is – uh, they 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 on point right now. They on point right now. Absolutely. Sports Talk D-Boy, where you going? Uh, re- repeat that again. Are you going with Justin Fields versus the Raiders? Or are you taking Baker Mayfield versus the Chargers? Yeah, I'm going to go with Justin, uh, Justin uh, Fields. Uh, I'm going to rock the boat, and I'm going with Baker, just for the simple reason. I believe Baker Mayfield, he get up for big games. You know, Baker Mayfield proved that he can play in big games. He does not shy away from the big moment. Uh, and just, what, just from what I know from what John Gruden does, he likes to send a lot of blitz packages, at a lot of young uh, QBs. They like to present a lot of different QBs with a lot of different ways. And I just believe Sunday is going to be a long day for Mr. Justin Fields on the road. You know, the, uh, in Las Vegas, I don't see Justin Fields having a good day at all. Um, we're going to keep the show rocking and rolling, though. We got Daniel Jones versus the Cowboys. And we got Jimmy G versus the Cardinals. Sports Talk Day, where are you going? Damn, um, uh, I'm gonna have to go with uh, Danny Danny Dimes, but uh, reluctantly I'm going with Danny Dimes because I, I just can't go and way Cardinals defense is playing. If they keep it up, I can't go. I can't go with it against them right now. Sports talk, Dave. Sports talk, D boy. Talk to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, like that's a good hard decision right there. But I'm going to go ahead. I don't want to go up against the Cardinals either right now. The Cardinals doing pretty good right now, buddy. 
Yeah, I think I'm gonna take Daniel. I think I'm gonna take Daniel Jones and the New York Giants as well. Oh, so we got a rematch of the second round of the AFC uh, playoffs from last year. This these are uh, these are two of the sports talk D boy teams going to hook up on Sunday. They got the Sunday night primetime game. Mr. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs will take on Mr. Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. So we're going to talk about this game separately. Let's talk D-Boy. We're going to let you start since these are both your teams going head-to-head. What are your thoughts? Man, those are both my teams. I only have one team. Man, you like, both these, you like both these boys, man. Stop playing. Man, listen here, man. Pat, my homeboy, is my only homeboy, all right? I ain't rocking with nobody. <laughs> okay, and so Pat who are you starting today? Are you starting Pat, Pat Mahomes versus Buffalo, or are you starting Josh Allen versus, versus Kansas City? Listen, Buffalo is not my team, bro. Pat, my homeboy, is going to – I'm not going to say he's he not going to run through him, but he's going to beat him. I mean, I'm sports, talk, sports talk, Dave. I'm gonna play devil's advocate, as D Boy used to say. I mean, wasn't he just wasn't he just praising Josh Allen a little bit earlier? Nah, he want to go against uh, that's him. Why I said, that's why I said. That's why I said, oh boy, because he got the nerve to get on me, but then he gonna he gonna denounce this team. Okay, <laughs> no man, what are you not talking? About? I was teasing you, the quality quarterback. Those bills aren't Man, yeah, I know Kansas City, my squad, man. All right, all right. All, right. And I, all I kept saying, I kept saying that Buffalo is a Cinderella team. And I said this is their year they got to show and prove. Dave, you said no. I said I said maybe one more year. You said no, there is no more years for them. They got to show off this year. This is their only year. I agree. But it doesn't matter. Not when they got to run up against my homeboy. At my home, right, we're so, going to show the boys again. All right, so Sports Talk Dave, we got we got Lamar Jackson versus the coach defense or – Let me stop you right there. I predict another 300-yard game for Lamar Jackson and that coach defense. Oh, Heck well. yeah. Well, there it is. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Hey, man, we had a great show tonight. We out of time. I'm going to go with Sports Talk Dave, man. Give you a shout-out. Say what's up, man. You know the drill. Hey, man, as always, I always want to say shout-out to IFM Radio, to my homeboys, uh, Sports Talk DT, Sports Talk D-Voice. Um, even though y'all jumped on me on my return to the radio airwaves <laughs> tonight, but, you know, it's all I love, you know, uh, Shout out to uh, our guest, mayoral candidate Tim Bramel. Um, he has some great, uh, great information to give for our viewer. I mean, our listeners. So, uh, looking forward to that mayoral race. Um, shout out to the city of Pontiac. Let's show up and show out. It's time to vote. Let our voices be heard. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have to go out, don't mask up. The, the pandemic is still still going on. We have to uh, protect each other, show love to each other, social distance when necessary, when needed, and when possible. And as always, God to be the glory.
All right, all right. Sports Talk D-Boy, what's going on? All right, all right. Like always, give a shout-out to Sports Talk Dave. Glad that you're back this week. Sports Talk DT, you know how we do it. Give a shout-out to Madhouse uh, IFM Radio. Give a shout-out to um, CNR, Melissa McQueen. Give a shout-out to our crowd, our fans. We can't be nothing without y'all. We love y'all. And to everyone, please, like always, take care of yourself. Drink a lot of water like I do. Take all your vitamins. Eat well so we can all live long. And um, I miss anybody. Well, if I did, I didn't mean to. Last but not least, Dave, you know what I say. Give a shout-out to D-Boy. <laughs> hey man, I definitely got to give a shout out to my kids, Destiny and Demaya, NBS Hoop League, Sports Talk All-Star Weekend coming up October 31st on the hardwood at Oakland Fieldhouse, 2319 Austin Ave in the city of Rochester, Michigan. We got a slam dunk contest, a three-point shootout, performances from a lot of uh, hot local artists and the Flint All-Stars will take on the Pontiac All-Stars, so that is something that you do not want to miss out. Tickets are $10 for that event. Uh, do, 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 uh, got to get a shout-out to Studio 6-7, where beauty and music come together. Uh, their open mic night will be this Friday, 1624 North Perry Street in the city of Pontiac, Michigan, 48341 where some lucky MC will get a chance to go home with $500. Also, happy homecoming week to Pontiac High School and the Pontiac School District. Go Chiefs, Chiefs Pride, Chiefs House to the day I die, class of 2003. But congratulations to Coach uh, Ken Wade. They are officially moving into their brand-new football stadium and the sports talk team will be there Friday night. We have media passes to support <clears throat> this Pontiac homecoming initiative on Friday night. So I'll be seeing you gentlemen in just a few days. We got some work to do live with the high school. Uh, do, 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 do. And last but not least, I got to give a shout out to myself, Sports Talk DT. I'm saying I'm on, I'm on my Sports Talk D-Boy night. Like I said, much as we sports talk D boy night. But uh yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> With that being said, man, y'all have a good night. Mask up, be safe, man. God bless everybody.